Uh, B and I met seven years ago. We um, we thought of um, uh, you know we. I'm a photographer. She works in PR. We always thought there would be something out there to for us both to do together. And um, anyway, you know, years goes, and we thought you know suddenly had this idea of starting a marketplace, but nothing like it is now. Uh, more something about sustainable products about things like this. And Clément, just inter- you, you kept on asking me, living in the Cotswolds, don't you care who's made the pieces that, like I was sneaking off to buy furniture for the house and you go, aren't you curious how this is made? Like we live in this kind of epicenter of artisanry and craftsmanship because you really feel it out here. It's just as vibrant in London, but you know, you're, it's a lot more accessible here. So that's when you started questioning that to me and I started thinking about it. And then you pretty much said to me, I'd like to really mm-hmm. document the journey of some of these makers and craftsmen. Yeah, yeah this that- is, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, as a photographer, I, uh, my passion is photography, obviously, but then starting it as a business, you slowly stop, you know, you start start to lose a little bit of your passion as you make it a business. You know, you make, you cover events that you do, you need to, because you need to, to pay the bills. And mm-hmm. my sort of idea behind it all, you know, I can come back also a little bit on my education, but was about my dream and somehow was to just go into makers studios and um, workshop and document their making. That was something out of the blue like this. There was something I, what if I, what is, what is it that I really want to do? And uh, alongside this, um, I have also experience um, in, in retail, in luxury retail, with Louis Vuitton, where we were taught very much a lot of the history behind the product. So how it's made, the inspirations, the, uh, we would go to Paris, meet the makers and go to the workshop. So that's something that I've learned that made sense to me uh, that, you know, luxury products or, you know, a, a product is interesting when you have a story behind it, when you know the information about it, when you, you know, you can uh, visualize the person who made it, when you, you know, like you have a history, you have the reason why of every little detail on the product. So that's something I was along, uh, you know, alongside thinking about this is what I identify as uh, something luxurious. Uh, so, yeah, and then alongside with uh, Beatrice saying about my interest, you know, came from that, I think, about knowing the, the story behind the products. But I, I came from a different, I came from the fashion world where I was a freelance sort of marketing um, and PR. And I'd worked with designers and all the designers I'd worked from were at startup level. So I'd seen what happens at startup and where their heads were at and where their missions were. And I had to watch sometimes and certain cases, once the industry took over, they, they lost the control of their, their vision and very important and vital messages to do with their culture or to do with their heritage or to do with their upbringing. And I was watching it get dissipated. So I was losing, I was a lot of lackluster for me. I was feeling very disheartened and, you know, I, I, I'd chosen to take a step aside. And it was sort of the most immaculate timing that Clément turned around to me and said, do you want to do this with me? Are you up for sort of creating this kind of experience where people can, we can start building a community of people that really, um, because it is so rampant, handcrafted pieces and, and, and artists and artisans across the country. And it was just shining a light on it, going that you don't have to buy something that lasts you five minutes. and You don't have to buy something every five minutes. You can take your time. You can hand pieces down from generation to generation. And slowly but surely, I think our mission became to kind of reshape how people shop 
you know that wasn't the initial like that was me it was more of us sort of eventually we thought well we've got a real opportunity here to get people buying beautiful things but not with this panic that i guess the internet has created and but, industry um, yeah. has created. that's something that we've learned i think the and i about you know the, the the difference between shopping like we do when we need something that would last uh, a day or two or something that you shop that you keep forever it's it's an understanding about yes of course you know, you can have a mug for £25, but that mug is, you know, it's not necessarily stronger, but it has a, it has so much more meaning uh, to your life. If we're truthful, we met a lot of, through this vision, we met a lot of makers who then, in, re- in as a response, were teaching us about sustainability in a way we never knew about, because that okay. wasn't really, the, the, the first thing was just to sort of, you know spend more but buy less and really know where your pieces are coming from just educate on like beautiful craftsmanship and push on heritage but the people that we were naturally attracting were you know spearheading real movements within how their circular fashion especially in the knitwear a lot of our knitwear makers you'll you'll see when you come across them I mean it is of a vital importance to them you know where the sheep come from how the wool is produced and you know just the carbon footprint is is pretty immaculate with some of them um, and the same applied to sort of pottery and leatherworks um, but we learned it through them, you know, we've learned through them and it's, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, it's made us better, like it, it's, I feel like our makers have enriched our lives and taught us stuff that, you know, was available to all of us to learn for, it's just, they've made it so accessible and it's so enriching and that's all them. I think, like Beatrice said, I think the story is a very important part of it, for sure. I think, to be very honest and answer, answer simply, it's very much about how much we like it. Mm. Um, and as it goes along, we are discovering, exactly like you said, uh, something that made us, I guess, you know, you know, agreeing on having that maker or not on board. Uh, we, what we try to do, though, um, and I think that we will, this is, will stay for a while, is to very much... Uh, Try not to have two makers that do something very similar to one another. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't want to. I think also a little bit the idea is, um, I mean, that's, you know, everything that is created that, that would answer to, to this. But it's, um, you know, when you go to uh, some website that have everyone on, on board, then you get lost. You get completely lost and you, you browse through pages of products that are very similar to one another. And that's basically also the, this having this in mind of like, being able to be uh, coming on our website and being blown away with everything and, you know, looking at each product individually, thinking, wow, this is good, this is good, this is good, you know, then you, you know, you choose what you'd rather have. But the idea is to to really open people's, you know, mind with, with, with different looks and style and colors and everything. But yeah, I think that's, that's how I would say. This sustainability word is the word that, in, in, you know, in our time is getting a little bit lost, if I'm very honest with you. So this is something we use, of course. But this is something also when we started business. I, there was no other way in my mind before coming up with this precise idea that we're developing now that it could not be sustainable in some ways. Okay, I don't believe, I mean, I, I would like to think that no business in 2022 are open, not being a little bit sustainable. But when does it start? When does it stop, you know? You know, when, you know, when I came here bringing my stock, my stock in, in the store, I took a car, you know, a car that, you know, used petrol. So that's, is this sustainable? I don't know. But this is where we have to be careful with this word, I think. And uh, we are using it. Um, but I think the idea is very much about, you know, keeping in mind that 
every product, every company should be sustainable. Um, so we don't necessarily go through everything. You know, some uh, makers will have their leather, uh, will proudly say that their leather comes from the UK and others say our leather comes from Italy. Uh, so there's plus minus, there's reason why they do it that way. Um, we don't have rules. We don't stop makers, you know, yes, of course, we will stop, you know, for things that are not truly handmade or, you know, that um, jewelers, for example, we, we try to be as much ethical as possible. We, that's something also we learn along the way that not jewelry, not all jewelry are ethical. And that's actually very important. So that help us narrowing down with all the jewelers that are out there, the jewelry is only handmade. Um, to filter a little bit but um, so it is important yes and I think we we've done a good job up to now to to, to have but a, I think a the, the, three, the three main points when we started was that it was made in the UK without overemphasizing that all our makers come from all over the world but essentially they were work they were making it here in the UK um, so regardless of some of the clothing was made before we only were going to represent what is made here it was really about what's on your doorstep um, 95% of our makers, it's all about support, in fact, 100% support local business. Even the ones that are sort of getting the supplies of leather from Italy, you know, they work within their studio, it's handmade, it's here in the UK. Um, that was really, and it's handmade until a point that there needs to be an element of machinery. So, because we panicked about that with some of the makers, well, how much is handmade? You know, where do you go from there? And actually with some techniques, especially with the, the clothing, you do need a machine, you know? I mean, it's it's not, there's not 20,000 people working on it, it's just them with the machine. But so, you know, it, it, it's, it's um, and the batches, the quantities, you know, it's, everything is small batches. Most stuff is made to order, which we really, is a whole new way of shopping that we're trying to sort of get people's head around. Um, and that made to order doesn't have to be this incredible, unattainable sort of piece. It can be just a simple kitchenware, but it just needs, you need to know that this is being made especially for you. I worked with them. I worked for a fashion label called Zoe Jordan um, many years ago. Zoe's a very good friend. And we did a collaboration with them where many years ago. And um, I met the team and I found the foundation an incredible concept because it's like a it's like this whole sort of uh, landscape of society that's slightly forgotten about, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's giving young, young adults an who've started life just on the wrong foot through no fault of their own and essentially have very little options to create a life where you are not ending up in sort of drug abuse or alcoholism or homelessness. And once you start hearing their stories, it is, you can't imagine how they couldn't have ended up where they've ended up actually, because nothing was put in place for them from birth. Mm. And obviously there's different levels of that. But what I found incredible is I was meeting these young adults who had obviously come through the program, who were now taking part in this project I did many years ago with Zoe Jordan. And I was just very impressed. And I was incredibly impressed with the people around them and how hard it is to get out of the system that they had been not deliberately put in, you know, from the minute they arrived here. And it just the injustice, but also the remarkable stories and just the opportunity that I saw this brand give these, these, um, these kids, I was really impressed with. So, I never really, I, when we started Bigger and Skills, if there was one sort of cause or something that I really wanted to sort of bridge together was this, these, these young adults trying to find inspiration because a lot of our makers um, have had quite incredible situations happen to their life, which have led them onto craft. 
You know, it's not as simple as they all went to art school. Some of them did. Some of them had various sort of, it, it was a form of therapy and it's really gotten through the most hard times and it's a whole new life that's opened up to them through craftsmanship. So it felt like the two things married together very well. And we were, able, we were able to take one of our makers, uh, Rosanna Clare, who's an incredible leather worker and very good at working with students and classes. We took her to one of their one of their sites and she worked with the, with, the, with, the, with the adults and they did. You can see it on the website, I'll send you a link. And look, these guys, are, they're, they're very short attention spans. They've been in and out of, you know, the system their whole lives. They are troubled souls and individuals. And, you know, even Amber Foundation said it was incredible the, the level of concentration mm. and, and, and enthusiasm. They sat there, you know, it's a three hour, two hour class. You know, it's a lot of time to take from a young adult that isn't really used to sitting in a classroom. So we've got really excited about that. And we are, we're trying to plan so many more things with them. It's just a question of, I wish there was two or three more, me and Clemence doing all this. Yeah. That we could like to- also like, like, like the sustainable, like the sustainable uh, conversation we have is, it's very much like the, the same, you know, we, when we started is that we need, you know, a charity needs to be, you know, there so that we can do something about it. And when B mentioned about this charity she worked with before, it made complete sense. I think to me, it was what made sense was why can we not inspire these people to maybe think that it is possible if there's something like one mm. of these parts that you know, we cover that you'd like to learn, uh, we could just bring this together and, uh, and inspire these young, the youngsters to, to do this on their own. We give 5% of our profits to, um, to them. Yeah. Okay.